This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. So, uh, you know, understandably, I'm disappointed. Mm. Uh, and I and I look at Waka, Flaka, Flame, mm. and I go, Waka, Flaka Flame, is this really what you want? Mm. You want her to sing the hook on this track? And he turns, and he's sort of awkward, and he's looking yeah. at Skylar, and she's looking back, and it's just like, and he goes like, uh, sort of, yeah. And I go... Okay, that's fine. And I go, oh, I guess I'll just uh, take my Mr. Pib and be on my way. Mm-hmm. And I grab it, and as I'm pulling it away from the soundboard, I pour it all over the soundboard, and it electrocutes him through the microphone. He's so awkward. He really it's is. It's like, just be a person. Well, just tell me. Like, I mean, just be a person. I don't give a shit. You want that shit on your fucking song? You want her to sing like, I mean, you've heard the way she sings. It's like, la, 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 la. it's like, you don't want any texture to it. I mean, some of that gravel. All the greatest singers couldn't sing. Yes. Yes. Dylan. Mm. You know, guys like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, to me, that's what's cool. But it's like, yeah, you want, if you want some gravel, you want some Tom Waits, mm-hmm. bring me in, which is, I think, what his producer was initially thinking when he invited me. And then it's like, oh, I just thought it'd be kind of a pretty, like, la, la, la. It's like, okay, fine. But fucking have the balls and dick to tell me that. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Headbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lined back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. What up, what up? We like to, we participate in movies and TV and music and books, but we also like to discuss it in sort of intellectual terms and even be thinking about it as a school sometimes. Yes, it does sometimes feel like Something of a school with classes, mm-hmm. and so there's a bit of studying to be done. Or, or a salon. You like you hear about the old days, and people actually used to get together, and they used to have ideas. Mm. And they used to gather in a parlor, and somebody would stand up and announce their idea, and then there would just be an intellectual discussion, which when's the yes. last time you remember even having one of those? No, and it's, yes, Orson Welles would come in and play violin and mm-hmm. everyone would sort of just bounce around these different ideas. And and so it mm-hmm. fed your brain the food of ideas, which it needs to grow fat and plump and rich with knowledge. And so uh, Hayes and I are almost trying to recreate that sort of environment. And mm-hmm. what we want to talk about today is a trend that we've spotted in yes. our beloved entertainment industry. Yes, and it's it's sort of known as anti-comedy. So we've talked about rando humor. Mm-hmm. We love it. Skittles commercials. 
Um, Old Spice who commercial. Else? Yes. Tostito commercial. Totino. And you know the laugh. The pizza, the little pizza commercial. And I'm going to do the laugh for you now. And uh, what I have to do in order to get this laugh out is just picture something like maybe, um, okay, a guy turns to his friend, uh, but the friend is maybe a gnome, uh, and the, it's the gnome tra- is it's, going, uh, it's quit. The, it's the traveling gnome. Okay, it's the traveling gnome, and the gnome goes, hey, quit hogging the remote, bub. And so this is how I would laugh at something like that. Because I'm expecting his friend to be a full-size human. So this is how I'd laugh at something like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It, it does – it reduces you to monkey state. It yes. activates sort of that part of your lizard brain, which in this case is a, mon- is a monkey part. Yes, and I'm always thinking about like on the most base level, why do these Our reflexes exist in my lizard yes. brain and sort of these base desires, the sort of place where it reminds me to breathe and sometimes tells me to laugh like, what? <laughs> and so... Rando love, humor. Love talking about the lizard brain. Signed off on it, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, it has something of an ugly twin sister, and that is the anti-comedy. And this is the—I hesitate to even describe it as a joke, but the joke is that they don't do a joke. So, yeah, you've got edgy guys like— Kimmel, who's suddenly on my TV screen, and how'd he get there? And he sometimes is doing something where his joke is that he's, like, not doing a joke and just being there. And then there's other guys who do it, young guys, everyone on this. There's a whole channel of Adult Swim people, and they're doing – it's a talking milkshake or something, and that's a joke. uh, Or – um. Or something called a squid billy. And, I, and, and I'm so baffled by it. And I think all of this dates back to the nefarious and sinister Andy Kaufman, who stole jokes from comedy and made it so that people could not do comedy and say that was it. And now all of a sudden it's a whole movement and they, they've tricked us. Wait, can I just can't stop, can't stop you? It, it sounds like you don't like this. I don't like it one bit, Hayes. It's it's so upsetting to me when people are doing something where they're not sort of doing a joke. Oh, uh, I, I, I mean, I, Kaufman, I, I, I mean, the stuff Kaufman did, it's like tedium is the humor. I mean, he's, okay, okay. you know, he's, sorry, he's making I'm me sorry. endure I'm his sorry. act. I'm sorry. When you said that you wanted to talk about anti-comedy... I thought that we were going to talk about how it was the g- good and it was being a genius. Because that's actually my position on this. I think Kaufman is a genius. And some of the things he did were some of the bravest, most radical, earth sh- earth- earth-shaking things. And it actually changed the trajectory of comedy forever. And to separate comedy from laughter, like, you look at – you can trace the path now. You Like, Louie today – like you watch a show like Louie and how just, he'll just go through an entire episode and like you're always anticipating the the, the joke and the laugh and it's like the joke is 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 about to come it's always about to come but then it's like the joke is happening post credits but post credits but Louie trace that all the way back to Kaufman the first genius but Louie's got the goods I've seen Louie stand there and talk about his dick like it's an old man 
And that, to me, is somebody who's actually willing to say the things that we're thinking about when we're looking at our dicks. So, uh, to me, that guy's got the goods and he's proven he has the right to do a show with no jokes in it and tell me that it's a comedy show sometimes. Because sometimes he did do jokes. But to me, that's him selling out and that's him to pay for. He is a genius, but... He's trying to have it both ways when... He's a modern-day philosopher. Kaufman never did this. I mean, Kaufman's only joke was to not do the joke. The joke to me of Kaufman, and and I'll tell you some of the stuff that he did do uh, that I'm really not crazy about, when he was doing Taxi... And when he was just there and he was just like being a funny little man and he was trying to do like silly, goofy things. Yes, like he was from a space alien or something like that's not the kind of thing I'm into. The kind of stuff he did that I like is when he would just stand on a stage and just like read a book. And it's like, oh, God, like, haze, haze, Imagine being a part of that show and listening to a man just read a book and you're, like, supposed to be laughing and you're, like, not sure and you're a little bit scared. Taxi worked because sharp writing and surrounded by a dynamite ensemble. You got Danzy, you got Lloyd, you got DeVito, you got Hemingway, and they can buoy the sinking ship that is an Andy Kaufman comedic piece. Now, when he's reading a book, guess what, pal? I could read a book, and I could do it without having you to don't. pay Sean, fifteen you? bucks but are to you go reading a book. Well, Why I don't? have kids to raise, <laughs> and so when I'm going to a comedy show, it's for an escape, and I'm not trying to escape into a question where I'm going. Uh, mm. Is he ever going to get to the joke? So to me, that's not genius, and he's the original troll. I was saying, and we don't like trolls. We used to challenge people in our comedy. We used to not just go, and it comes back to lizard brains, honestly, because the way we seek out laughter right now is like eating sugar and fat. It's like eating sugar and fat. And now, evolutionarily, we've come to a point where sugar and fat is everywhere. You don't need it anymore. But we still seek it out, and we eat pizza, and we eat candy bars. Okay, I agree with you on the diet stuff. And sure, there's comedy like that. And I've been guilty of laughing at it sometimes. But if you want to really challenge people with comedy, why don't you give me some of the guys on Mount Truth more? I'm talking I'm talking Carlin, I'm talking Hicks, I'm talking Lenny fucking Bruce. And I'll throw Chris Rock in there, and I'll throw me as well. These are guys who they challenge you by actually challenging you. They say, hey, this is what's going on, and this is what I think about it, and this is some of the swear words that we ought to be allowed to say that people don't want us to say, and we're going to say them anyway. And another thing, race. Andy Kaufman was able to communicate those same ideas without actually having to be like, this is like, here, I'm going to spell it out to you in so many words, and I'm going to tell you exactly how to feel, and like, I'm going to be like a teacher. Like, I'm going to stand at the front of the room and say, this is the way things are. Andy Kaufman was able to go on stage and read a book like The Big Gatsby, and that would be sort of a commentary on, this is... This is what we used to define as entertainment, and now is that different? Is it the same? Here's why Andy Kaufman is a failure. Yes, it's absurd to read a book on stage as your comedy act. And yes, absurdity can be comedy. But the right kind of absurd is a unicorn walks in the room and uh, asks if he can borrow a couple eggs. 
That's absurd I, in a way that's like actually that very Sean, funny. I like, I like that too. That's something that I makes like, me go, what? <laughs> that's what I'm looking for from absurd humor. What he's doing is something absurd that's actually not humor. I don't I, I don't see why those things can't coexist. And I just wish a comedian today would have the bravery to do something genius like Kaufman did. Like if Aziz or somebody, why isn't Aziz doing like boxing? I don't remember exactly what it was. But Kaufman once, like he did a whole boxing like display. And I remember he was definitely, he was wearing the shirt. Well, and he got and, his ass handed to him on the Letterman show. And that's about the only time I did like seeing him. Is when he cut out a line and somebody finally put that little shrimp in his place. Well, isn't that some kind of statement that if he's he's supposed to be doing comedy and like instead he's like using a, a boxing gloves? And is that like how does that translate to what we okay, expect? Okay, fine, but from let's comedy? explore that. So we're going to use boxing gloves to do an absurd piece of comedy. Yes. What do you think? Hicks would have done with something like that. He probably would have written the N-word on one of them and hit himself in the face with it. And then he would have written Jay Leno on the other one See, and shoved Doritos in it like it was eating Doritos because he didn't like that Jay did those commercials. All these words, all these words, 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 and like writing stuff down and, and speaking and things instead of just like making like an animal sound and like sort of going, Andy Kaufman used to just do like a meep, 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 like he would just get on stage and do these little meeps. And people would show up expecting words and he would give them something different from what they were expecting. And that's what a challenge is. Okay, give me something different from what I'm expecting, but make it a pleasant surprise. You know, if I go in, Who I'm says, expecting... Since when is comedy being pleasant? Since when do we have to like, like show up at the dinner party as comedy and bring like a nice bottle of wine and just like a, like a fucking pasta salad. Like it's so fucking bougie. Okay. Okay. This is what we, this is what we need from our comedy now. It's candy bars. It's candy bars. Bougie. Hayes, you're the one Snickers bar. Hayes, you're the one who talked about lizard brains today. And I think it's important that we actually explore why comedy is satisfying to our lizard brains. It's a relief. It's a release. It's letting the other monkeys know that the danger has passed and now our tribe is safe and we can enjoy this tension uh, release that is going to allow us to sort of to sort of feel as a community. And so what Andy's doing is trying to exclude everyone from his joke. But what somebody like Carlin is doing when he does his bit about how baseball has the seventh inning stretch, but football has the two-minute warning. You know, that, to me, that is something we can all agree on. And how funny is it that the language is different between two sports? Now, and that is something I like, too. And I like Louie. And I like Louie. Okay, so, but Louie is Kaufman, Sean. No, if you watch a whole no, movie, no. He is, he is. It's, 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 because he it's softened me up. It's challenging in the same way. He softened me up by doing some real humor that talks about things that I, as a doughy middle-aged man, can understand. But Kaufman didn't do that. He never was a human first. He started as a creature and he remained one, and that creature is a troll, and he's the original troll, and we want them off the internet, and I want them off my off my Mount Truthmore for sure, and maybe off some other parts of comedy too. And so 
goodbye, anti-comedy, and I won't be shedding too many tears when you're gone and you're a fad, and the only thing that really sticks around is giving it straight in your face, having the goods, backing it up, and being a big dog like me, Chris, Lenny, George, and fucking Bill, dog. I mean, I, w- I'm sorry that you feel that way, and yeah, I'm sorry you're going to end up with all the other people. They're just like in Wally at the end of Wally, where they're just everyone's fat and they're just going around in a little ship because that's the direction we're going. We're just consuming our entertainment. Just like if you ever read David Foster Wallace, you would actually have any idea what this was about. And just too many like, footnotes. You're just like eating too many footnotes. Just like requiring, oh, pleasure. I'll read him. Oh, I'll read him. But pleasure. put the thing you're give talking about in the all the essay. time. You know, I'll read David Foster Wells. Hook put me it up to a sugar IV. Put just it put on the sugar page. and fat into an IV to shoot it right into my veins. I can't be flipping back and forth. Because it is drugs. What you're describing is basically the same as drugs. So, so good. And also, that's so the good for, part of Wally. So good for you. Congratulations. And, uh, and you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but you, I guess that's the way it is. I'm surprised you like that part of Wally. You probably like the first part where it's an anti-movie, no words. Just a garbage robot. He's just a garbage Pass. robot. Okay, okay, he's just a garbage robot. As if Up did make me cry, though. We got a cool guest. We got a great guest today. It's a Tracy Wigfield and you from 30 Rock. Very, very exciting guest, and it's coming right up. On Hollywood Handbook. So, thank goodness, someone flips on the lights mm-hmm. right before I strike. And I and because I have tremendous body control, I'm mm-hmm. able to seize my arm. Mm-hmm. But I but I have it raised mm-hmm. and I go, Oh, okay. It's Bacula. not Count Dracula. Uh-huh. It's Scott Bacula. Mm-hmm. And so I did not Murder him. I've made a similar mistake. I later murdered him at Pictionary, though. <laughs> so, so, so. I've been sort of down that path with thing is Tra- Count Dracula. It's actually Blackula, who is the funny version. Mm-hmm. And so, well, I met Count Duckula. Mm-hmm. Totally different thing. Yeah, he's funny too, mm-hmm. and almost killing all these people instead of Count Dracula, who continues to escape both of us. I think. Mm, yes, he's still uh, still afoot. No, well, wait, um, he's still uh, on the loose. Yes, not yes, on the loose. Afoot. What's the uh, game would be afoot? The game's afoot because uh, he's on the loose. Welcome back to Hollywood. Welcome back to Hollywood. Hollywood Handbook. Handbook and his hires guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet linebacker hallways of the in- this industry we call showbiz. Very exciting guest to have today uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, Tracy Wakefield. Hi. Hi. People know you probably, I would say, mostly from 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Tracy from 30 Rock. I mm-hmm. mean, yes. And your last name here is Wigfield. Yes. But, you know, not necessarily on 30 Rock when we were Morgan. doing some. Yes, yeah. it was Morgan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sort and of the so, clown prince of, of comedy. Of comedy. Mm-hmm. For a while. Yeah. Who else was trying to take that name from you a while ago? Wasn't someone else the Clown Prince of Comedy who came on the show? Mm, no, Clark Duke was the Clown Duke. Oh, that's comedy. right. Yeah, sort of yes. trading off your name. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we've loved a lot of, we love Brian Fellows. And mm-hmm. um, I remember you going on a very funny rant one day about um, how you were going to put your DUI into your reel. 
Yes. That yes, most yes. people's DUIs don't make CNN, but that you were famous enough that your DUI was on TV, and so you thought that was good promotion for you to put it in your reel. Yes, yeah. And that's funny, Tracy Morgan. Thank you so much. And now you're doing some writing as well. Yeah, I'm writing on the Mindy Project. Mm-hmm. And this is something... And Sam, don't... <laughs> People are, okay, so no one could see this, but Tracy was talking and it was pretty comfortable and everything was fine, I think, right? It was too quiet, I I think. Well, okay, okay. it sounded okay to me and there are different ways to react to it, to something like that, if you're an engineer. Yes. One, I guess, would be to use the huge board of devices that you have Mm -hmm. to manipulate the sound. Pump somebody's volume, sure. But Sam, what Sam, you did is you took the microphone and you sort of stuck it into Tracy's... Touched it to my lips. Yes. My mouth. Yes, you pressed it up against her mouth. Um, She's a lady. Yeah, Sam. Just like, even for me just being next to it, it was vile. It was vile to watch. It's very aggressive. Turn your microphone on. Sorry, guys. Why'd you do that? That's okay. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be that aggressive. I was just trying to mush, just uh, push the mic closer. Did you say I was just trying to mush? Yes, yeah. you I was said just trying to. I was just trying to mush her in the face with a mechanical device. I was nervous. Wasn't supposed to be aggressive. Just was going to mush her in the face with a mechanical device. Say that. Okay, well that's what you did. So it would have been okay to say it. It wasn't okay to do it. Sorry. That's okay. <sighs> it's okay. I, I was skittish about it too. I, I overreacted. Well, now I'm mad at you. <laughs> no, I, I want it. I made him do it. And I like it. I asked know. for him to do it. Okay, well, this I didn't see. So you you write for a Mindy Project and... It's uh, a min- Mindy. No. <laughs> and this is something we've yeah. discussed multiple times. So it's she, a confusion, I think, on the part her of a lot of writers and people who work Mindy. on the show. What's her name? Mindy. Not on the show. What's her name? Mindy Kaling. And which one is the one who's doing... The performance. The, who is the actress and who is the she? She. Well, who's being on the show? She is a a hologram. Which Mindy? Which one is Mindy Kaling? Is a is a hologram. Okay. So which guy is doing the doctor engineers. stuff? Which guy? Yeah, she, she plays the doctor. I don't know. You don't because she's you don't find it credible. It, a female doctor. Oh, whoa, 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 is that whoa! What you're... Hang on, I'm He's having a... a woman on my show right now. <laughs> oh, that's All true. of a sudden, that's I'm fair. a sexist. Well, please. I wish that you know uh, that we lived in you know a society where uh, sure. no one accused me of being a sexist. Like that's you honestly wish something. For that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wish that would happen. I wish that's how yes. post gender. And we one were. day, one day, right. I think. And that's my hope. I think mm-hmm. we're pushing that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That ultimately we'll get to a place where I can say anything about any sex, and no one will think that it's a you know uh, because of some internal uh, predisposition. Right. 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 Um, and, and let's talk about female writing. Actually, I think please. this is a really good segue because we had. A writer's panel a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we had, there were three men inside the panel. Uh-huh. And I think there was a question. And a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Engineer Cody. <laughs> yeah, mm. You don't know him, but he is, he is a lot like a baby. Uh, yeah. Stupid. Uh, and there was a question that came up at the time, which was, why weren't there any women on this panel? Right. Mm. And what should they be doing differently to sort of force sure. their way into these things? And yes. talk about leaning in. Yes. 
Yeah, that's a uh, that's a hot topic right now. I feel like I get asked that question a lot because the, uh, I'm sure uh, yeah. you guys know that a lot of comedy rooms are mostly men. Guys mm. are in there, yeah. I have an idea for that. Mm. Um, I feel like there should be a five-year freeze in which no – just for staff writers movie, just there are no uh, men hired. And then it would – this is a good idea. There, and then it would solve it. Or mm. Or white men. What if it's just, you know, an Asian guy or women or mm. a, a black guy or whatever? Here's my problem with that. Mm. Yeah, just for five years. Yes, but here's my problem with what you're saying. And it even it out. Then you're saying a lot of them would have to resort to crime. Who? A lot of these men who you're Don't saying are not, allowed to have a lo- are not allowed to have a nice job and now they have to resort to crime. Untrue. Yes. They could take any job. They could work at a gym. The they prisons are overcrowded bank. already. And so when you do put them <sighs> into know. crime, mm-hmm. and it's going to make it harder for police to know. Mm-hmm. Police to know? To know what? What to know? Who did the crime? Mm-hmm. Oh, because there's so many more criminals. So many people doing crime. I mean, that's a good yes. point, but... Can, I mean, can hiring just be based on funniness? Well, that's what it is right now, and we still have sort of the problem, don't we? Yeah. I guess I do like people who look like me. Imagine, like me. but then... Who doesn't, though? I mean, that's more comfortable. That's more comfortable for yeah, you? because that's what mm-hmm. I look like. Yeah. Right, right, right. That makes sense to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Well. That's my friend when I see that. Yeah. I mean, when I think about the people who probably look like the closest to me that I know, mm-hmm. it's probably you. Yes. yes. Is and that I why do, you are friends? Yeah. Well, I do like him. He is my friend. The yes. only person who looks more like me than you that I'm friends with is my writing partner. Yes. And so in that sense, I think that a lot of friendship is just based on trying to get someone very close to you. And that's also probably who finds the same stuff funny. But when somebody is a woman or a different Mm -hmm. color than me, it looks so crazy to me when I'm interviewing them for a job. It does come back to, and we talk about evolution and science and sort of our lizard (laughs) brains. And we we do read a lot of science books. And what it comes down to is when you're caveman, caveman times. When you're caveman times, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, It's the feeling of... When you see something that looks just like you, mm-hmm. you're supposed to know that maybe that's you're looking into a stream. So and I trust mm. trust it. And it's this for drinking. It's water. safe water. It's yes. safe water. And we need water to survive. And you need uh-huh. water. But if you see something that looks different in those times, it Attack. might be a saber-toothed tiger. Or a mirage. Or yes. a mirage. Don't mm-hmm. trust it. And then you wind up eating sand. Of course. <laughs> Disappear. Uh, thirstier than ever. Yes. yes. Make yes. you thirsty than before. Well, it's sure. water, water everywhere, but only sand to drink. Like that's the, the saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that... While people want to insinuate that it's some sort of like good old boys, boys like protecting each yes, other thing, it's true. actually just science. Just like science. most stuff, it's just right. science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cells. When, Let's talk about Thirty Rock yes, for a minute. Yes, please. Sure. The experience of writing on that show uh, must have been interesting. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was fun. I really. I. I was there for a long time. I worked there for six years. Mm. Um, was it a thrill? Writing for my character? Your character? Yes. I, I mean, that was challenging. Yes. Actually. In the Sandwich Day episode uh, <laughs> where Judah Friedlander gave me a big kiss on the cheek and threw me in the vending machine. <laughs> what was going on for you guys in the writer's room? I just remember reading that script and thinking, this is so crazy, but I like it. 
Yeah, I mean, we were thinking mostly about you, um, mm. the like the other guy with the dark hair. Um, that the one guy who is like who's like bigger, but also a, a guy with dark hair. He came, he replaced me. He came on after. Oh, me. he did. Okay. Yes. We were thinking of most of our thinking and sort of our story breaking, and was all sort of centered about like what's going on with these guys. You know. Yes, like, and it what, does. It, what's their all story? the stories are sort of anchored out of you know our behavior, and uh-huh. a lot of the other characters are doing most of the talking. But if you look, they're talking about. What we're doing. Uh-huh. If you really look. Yes. Yeah. Because they're talking about the show they're making. Right. But who's watching a show or anything, you know, with that much focus these days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. These days. Uh, we talk about us. how we were talking about the writer's panel, how everyone sort of usually writes a different character on the show. Yes, yes. And what they say about you and uh, what, 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 what mm-hmm. everyone talks about is that you're sort of the mind behind Judah's hat. Yes, And what yes. was it like coming in every day and thinking about different hats? Yeah, I just sort of would – I would submit my hat list from home and, mm-hmm. and I would fax them in. And, um, you know, usually it would just be kind of like random words. You had or, a fax machine? I did, yeah. So was a lot of the money that you were making on the show just paying down that fax machine investment? Well, here's the problem with a fax machine. It's like you can buy a fax machine. It's actually not that much. It's like $200 or something. Mm -hmm. But it's like no one uses them anymore. Mm -hmm. So when you have to have it maintenance, for example – you're getting parts from all over the world. You have to get the maintenance guy to come in. That's why expensive. I won't drive a Jaguar. Yes, he's, that's why. Yeah. That's why. I yes. don't, that's, that's why I don't exa- drive a Jaguar. It's the same. Mm-hmm. It's because the same. it's too hard to get British pieces. Yes. And the one main, the one fax machine maintenance guy is British too, and he has to come that whole way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cedric on an umbrella. He flies in on his umbrella, yeah, mm-hmm. in a Mary Poppins sort of way. So we, I don't so know that you're faxing the jokes in uh, the for the hat. Yeah. Um, would you say that it's fair to call Judas Hat the original Twitter, sort of a proto Twitter? Oh, I think that is fair. I haven't. I hadn't even thought of that. And well, no one and the monetary uh, ramifications for that for me would be huge if that was true. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Twitter would owe me something, wouldn't they? Like the company. The company of Twitter and if the guys could, who founded it. If we could make them admit it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's. Uh, there's the rub, right? What well, are some of your favorite hats that you ever wrote? Mm. Um, well, the uh, uh, unicorn posse, sure. Mm. You know, because that hits me right at that rando spot. Oh, so random! Just straight in the center of my soul. Is there anything more rando than a fucking unicorn? And they're all in a gang. Who made rainbows? Finding gold coins. Well, because they're a sweet. I mean, they're a sweet. Fighting sort of a different animal. animal. Fighting a tiger. Yes, but the, uh, or, the idea of them as a posse almost makes me think they might have like a cowboy hat on. Am I? Am I wrong? I mean, is that part of your thinking there? Uh, that, that who might have a cowboy. The unicorn. The unicorn. The unicorn. The, it's a unicorn posse. So the I'm unicorn. Very the the group of them is maybe wearing a cowboy hat, rounding up a posse. Like an old Western time. I guess, yeah, I guess. So, okay, yes, yeah, so that is what you were thinking. Um, were uh, you, did you do Karate Mama? I mean, what? Karate Mama was not me. I, w- I wish mm, I could take credit for that. Yes. I only got one hat on the show, the one I just mentioned. <laughs> the rest, Judah wrote. Can because we talk? A lot, I guess there were a lot of the ones that he, that he you wrote. He wrote them. Or that you wrote and that he rejected, probably. Oh, RejectedHats.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, RejectedHats.com. Um, rejectedhats.com. There are some great ones on there. What was, uh, like, what was yes. one of your favorite ones? Oh, um, yes, because there were some that he refused to wear, uh, one one of them was um, 
it's not abortion if she wanted it. Yeah. Like that, that was one that, that you me. wrote. I, I yeah. wrote that. Yeah. yeah. And he said it was too long. Too long. Yeah, there were other problems with it too. Like you can't talk about abortion and like it's conf- it's confusing <laughs> in a way too. Like it's like it's not abortion. How is that confusing? Well, because it's like if she she wanted she wanted the baby or she wanted she wanted sex is what Well, it, you wrote the, that. I know. It, yeah. She wanted sex was the intention. Like it's not rape if she wanted it is what it's playing off of. Oh, okay. Ooh. That's what it was playing yeah. off of. Oh, that's but, interesting. Well, that's not how I took it. It's okay to play yeah. off it, I guess. Yeah. Nah. I don't think it's okay to say it, but it's okay to play <laughs> off it. Um, I don't know. I thought it was good. Well, I, but that's where you also get the benefit of Judah's experience because he has been wearing hats for a long time. So Forever. he does know what will play that's and right. what will, you know, not be play. Play. Or yeah. what will be too long mm-hmm. or what won't be long enough. Right. You had one that was way too short, right? Yeah. It, it was just a th- like a little thumbs up, like a picture. You also can't have a picture, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's all letters, huh? Because then yeah, it's not a hat letters, joke. Yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah? It becomes something else. It was just sort of becomes positive. emoji. Yeah, yeah. Did if I you, could get in on the money from that. Too. Were you? Did you do this? Is my fucking Halloween costume? Yeah, that yeah. was that was that was one of mine too. You you can't say fuck. Okay, because you know, it's tel- it's on television. Did you think about taking that word out? I don't think it would make sense if you took it out. I see that. that. I see mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I didn't think that question through. If we could get personal for just a minute, we oh, talk about how Hollywood is, it does seem like this really big city, but it is actually a very small town. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to just, you know, everyone is really like your neighbor and you just meet them at the store, essentially, and day in, day right. out. And, mm. and in in my case, I work with your boyfriend. <laughs> His name's Adam. We work together. That's right. And he's my very best close friend. And isn't it funny what a small town it is? And it's, yes. I work with your boyfriend and the milk delivery man mm-hmm. and the, and all this is just all, it feels like a little tiny, just leave it to beaver world or something. Yes. And you work with her boyfriend and I work with people as well. And so he and I, mm. we we talk all the time. And he's told me about all the different kissies that you guys have done. All the what? The different, just the different kisses, sweet kisses, yes. yes. Oh, I can't. And Hayes, of course, downloads me on the kisses after every time he hears from Adam, he calls me up and he goes, "You won't believe the kissy I heard about this week." And some of them are amazing, and it's I just always think, did you actually do those? Yeah, we do a lot of silly kisses, just the silliest one. Oh wow! Yeah. Like, there was the one that he was talking about when you guys were, like, dancing really fast <laughs> yeah, at yeah, a party yeah. and you did a kissy. Yeah, yeah, uh, to yeah. To me, I'm like, it's so, those two things are so opposite, so disparate, you Dan- know? Fast dancing. Fast dancing and, and then a yeah. kiss, and which I kissing. think of as a slow, sweet act. If, but if you, you saw, know, between... Sean, if you saw the kiss, it was fast, but a second. Oh, know? so it's like a like, peck. Like hummingbirds. Kissing. And then it oh. almost becomes part of the dance move. Yes. In a way, yeah, it was. Like hummingbirds. Birds. Jeez, again, your mind. Because I'm going, this is how you came up with some of the stuff you had me doing where I'm, you know, sitting at the table in that writer's room. Yeah, from Mm -hmm. life experience. Or I'm sort of standing over, uh, you know, Jack McBrayer's shoulder uh, in in the office. It's outside of Jack's office. Do you remember that one scene where you could just see a little wisp of your hair just over over his hand? Yes, that's more than one. Yes. Yes, yes, more than one. He said the kissy, I guess, came during the drop of the song, and that was what made it sort of interesting. You we guys got were a doing, big cheer. You guys were doing the, the fast dancing, yeah. and That's then there's the, the drop, boom, and then it comes in with the boom, 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 
building you guys are back into <laughs> and then we're back into, into the fast, fast dancing. Mm, sounds yeah, like the music dancing. I listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Hayes described one of the kisses to me. And, mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to say it. I flat out don't understand it. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'd love to explain it to you. He said you use your whole mouth. <laughs> right, right, right. And all the parts. Yeah. Tonsils. S- tongue skin. Ugh. Back oh, of wow. mouth. I need a break. Under gum. Man. Tooth inside. Tooth root. Oh, mm. w- uh, wow. Those were the four parts he said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, well the story, I mean, in that if order. You, if you made it up, you did a good job sort of collaborating on this story because I can't find a hole in it other than I can't wrap my head around it. We're trying to get our uh, love life like out there mm, a little yes. more, like get get sort of some heat well, on it. Well, people are skeptical. That, of our love. <laughs> Why? It seems convenient. Mm-hmm. Easy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You're both like writing comedy, and it just yeah. feels like you're both sort of. Well, it's like what's next is the show. The show? Yes. No, you think that's what we're thinking about? <laughs> well, what would that be? You know, just if it were going to be the show. If the two of us were a show? Yes. Well, probably like we'd both, um, we both probably were like, sh- we'd be work on a boat or something. I have a See? title pitch. Yeah, yeah. TNA. TNA, yeah. We're both kind yeah, of... Yeah, Tracy and Adam, yeah. Yeah, that's cute. Because in the show, we're nudists who work on a boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like we're... The boat that isn't... That seems inoffensive. The boat isn't for nudists. Oh. So oh, they're... okay. So everyone else on the boat is like, like a deep what? sea fisherman. Yeah, yeah. Sort of trying to catch a crowd. It's like a deadliest yeah. catch kind of exactly. vibe. But then you two are sort of frolicking and doing and interesting kisses. And they're like, this is kisses. dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, a storm is coming or whatever. That's good conflict. Yeah. It's a drama. Sounds like... You've got it pretty well thought out. Yeah. For I'm somebody pitching. who's never even considered this before, it being the show. <laughs> I know, but I'm pitching it in five minutes, so thank God. Right after I finish this. We've only got five more minutes with you? <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. Oh, wow. I didn't Oh, I didn't. Or maybe know. she's pitching it to us. No, no, no. Hmm. Executives. Well, I, I'm going to describe certainly Hayes. <laughs> I don't like to think of myself as a stuffed shirt like that. Sean, yeah, you talk about something really and I'll bad. find the popcorn song. Um, what are your four main rules of writing? Rules of writing? Yeah. Um, do, do it, uh, do it on a computer. Yep. Right? Mm. Um, That's kind of not fair. That's not that helpful to our audience. Uh, Mm. I I don't know if that's true because there's a lot of people who kind I think feel like, what if I, what if I'm using a typewriter or something like old timey, like how the greats used to write, you know, Mm. a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. And. I'm I'm telling you, it's not going to add anything except time wasted. But you got to see the letters we get from some of these people. I'm starting to think some of them just have a stick and mud. They don't have, like, they don't even have a pencil at times. Mm -hmm. And it's and when you say something like you have to do it on a computer, what you're basically saying to these people is you have to become a thief. Oh, you have to steal. It's a lot of you encouraging crime. Mm -hmm. I feel like you guys, in a way that I don't think about it, you guys see a really strong correlation between would-be writers and and a criminal element. Mm -hmm. Well, 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 actually, can I say this? I consider to have saved me from Uh that. I can only speak from personal experience. That's all I can say. I don't know your background. Because you seem to think that writing is some kind of choice that people make. And that they have other options. Oh, well, I... I envy you, sweetheart, because <laughs> let me tell you, 
I wish I had a choice. It was either this or the loony bin. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have some way to express these twisted thoughts that are in my mind (laughs) and some of the wild characters that are chattering away, Mm -hmm. if I couldn't splash them down on the page... Boy, I think I'd be stealing computers for or me, it was, going to jail. For me, I faced a choice at one point. It was between writing and grifting. And grifting, and like a long kind of grift where you would pretend. It was mostly short cons, find the lady, uh-huh. uh, you know, the three-card Monty kind sure, of scene. Sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. Snake oil sales. Yeah. A lot of, of making nature. change in a mm-hmm. deceptive way. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know what? I actually need change for that. Uh, give me two tens for this 20. Oh, you know oh, wait, what? I, I screwed up. Too much. I gave you mm-hmm. Yeah, give me yeah. that. No, give me the 20 back. I'll give you the 10 because I actually don't need that. And then, boom, you made 10 bucks. And then, you know, you could hopefully buy a computer, become a writer with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's lots of sleight of hand. And it is against society. And I'm not proud of those times. And if I could go back and change it, I would. But I, I just, it's writing saved me. It did. And so when I yeah. think about all those people who are also, it's time to make that choice. And you're yeah. saying that they're not allowed to be hired because of the new rule. Well, here's the other thing computers. Mm are at libraries, computers mm. are, at, are at friends' houses, computers are a lot of places. They're everywhere now. So wh- why do you have to own it? You don't necessarily. Well, you first of all. You have a friend with a computer. That's not so hard. Well, we've talked about this library thing, and uh, <laughs> what we, the letters that we get is that I'm at the library. There's a really long line here. Mm. Oh, really? Of now everyone else trying to do their and movie. I've, only got I've never my, been to a library. I've only got my couple minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I think they get like a chip or something that represents five minutes that they can spend on the computer. And another thing is if you write your script on the library computer, mm-hmm. you don't own it now the library owns that and they could get hired for a show oh is that true Mm -hmm. yes but how often though is a library going out to a studio well they're not doing great Uh, maybe you're not familiar with the new tnt show starring john larroquette uh the librarians and that is created by library by just library. Well, no. Here's what I think. I think somebody created the idea in a library, right? What a you, human right would where have you are. To, yeah. They yeah. always say right where you are. And <laughs> but that, but but now when you say now when you look at the end of the show, it says created by right. the library. The library. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they stole. Who do you think did that? Mm-hmm. Created by the library. So it's hard to. Uh, good to see Johnny Lair kept back though. Sam. Sam. Sound. Sound. We command you. Computer sound. Computer sound now. The popcorn gallery. It's okay. It's time for the popcorn gallery. And we got the questions from our listeners for Tracy Wigfield. And it's going to be questions about writing and television and the movie business and finding a job in the movies. And we got some questions to read to you right now. Do you, do you understand what the segment is? Uh, people are are these people are asking questions of me. Yeah, popcorn at the, at movies. the movies. Popcorn yeah. at the movies. Yeah. We have a question from. Let me find one that's really good. Oh, good. <laughs> I love when he takes his time. This is a question from Bozos. Okay. Formerly Bozos of basketball, but he I guess didn't want to be that anymore. Should we play the sound drop? Yes, let's reach into the bag and find the question. Hopefully, it'll be from Bozos. Okay. Oh, it's uh, my own wiener. I guess I'm not allowed <laughs> to have a writing job because I have a male organ 
And so now for five years, I have to just go commit crimes. Okay, so. And this I, is a question so, that is specific to someone like, this is Sean's friend Mark from high school. My friend Mark from high school drops. records these sound drops. Oh, okay. Uh, and I he think, is the kind of person who is making the choice right now between. A life in entertainment uh, and a life in the seedy underbelly of the criminal world. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Tricking somebody into finding a queen or a, a walnut shell under a. Under a cup. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. You did find the bozos question. Uh, yeah, it's in, it was in there. Mm-hmm. The question is, Tracy, what's it like to be popular? How do you choose which people to like? <laughs> you know, it, it's hard because a, uh, a lot of people want to hang out with me. I get invited yes. to a lot of parties. I get invited to a lot of events. Um, and so what I do is I say I'm coming to everything. I always mm. say yes. Mm-hmm. I never go. I never go to anything. Yes, but you made people so happy when you said yes. I say, yes, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And then I never show up. Mm. So that's sort of how I deal with being popular. Now, it's interesting for you because so many of us now are coming from this kind of nerdish background. Like sure. Sean and I and reading science books and reading a comic. And yeah. you're sort of a typical glamour gal. I'm Yeah, I'm what you would call like a glamour gal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's – it's interesting because you also felt like writing was a choice. And maybe yes. it is because you didn't live in these there comic book worlds no. where you only escape from the uh, viciousness of the bullies yes. was to sort of imagine that you were a Clark Kent who, you know, was was a nerd. Wasn't I mean yes. Clark Kent was a nerd. We don't yeah. talk about that. Yes. But had these super abilities. That's right. I, I could have done uh, any number of things. Mm-hmm. I, you know. Modeling in Milan, mm-hmm. London, mm-hmm. all the great cities of Europe. Mm-hmm. Modeling in Brazil, mm-hmm. Mexico, Ma- anywhere but America. I feel like you could have been a model. <laughs> yes, I, I, no one was interested here, but in other cultures and countries. But um, I chose to do this uh, because I enjoy it, and um, here I am. And what were you doing for you when some of us were reading about? Math. Yeah, yeah. What were you doing? I was partying. Mm. I was listening to the sounds of the city and dancing. You go shopping at the mall? Go shopping at the mall. I was, yeah, I was shopping at the mall. Which store? beautiful things for myself. The finest stores. Mm. Bergdorf, Neiman Marcus. Saks Fifth Avenue. Where'd you get your ears pierced? (laughs) Uh, uh, At a kiosk. Mm. That's Mm. real. That's nice. That's real. That's real. It's all real. Here's a question in the bag we're going to find. Okay, I found a gun and a pencil. (laughs) So which am I going to use, my gun or my pencil? Well, I guess the pencil's not a computer, so I can't be a writer. Crack. Let's do this. Okay, so it seems like <laughs> it just it, it plays out in real time for us. Yes, and sometimes it's hard to see the effects of the choices you make mm. until. Yeah, sometimes we say things from our crystal towers, you know, and uh, with our Bergdorf purchases, <laughs> and we don't necessarily realize that there's very real repercussions to the decisions we make. Hmm. This question is from Anastasia Vigo, and her question is. How did it feel to win your Emmy? Oh, great. Really wonderful. My family was there. It was a, it was a very nice experience. Hmm. Did you, you guys won an Emmy. Art's not yes. a competition. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Art's not a, art shouldn't be a competition. I can't hear you. 
Art shouldn't be a competition. I turned Miami into coins to distribute. Into coins? Mm, gold you coins. You melted it down. Into gold coins. Now, did you guys you, realize when you won your Emmy, did you feel like it's much it's much smaller than you thought it would be? Mine was very small. Very small. Oh. To the point where I don't know where it is. Oh, that's interesting. You guys got one of the small ones. I did. I Mine is, you could fit it in your mouth. Oh. It is so small. Oh, that could be a new kissy. <laughs> oh. And I don't want to step on the territory between you, don't but it feels coming like. coming up with kissies. If, if Trading Adam an Emmy one. from one lips to another. Mine I would consider to be too big. Too big? I had to drive with my trunk open. You're the kidding, way home. and you strapped it down with a bungee, or yeah, so it's yeah. very dangerous, and you can't see out the back. Oh, jeez! Did you guys fall apart? <laughs> <laughs> you just fell apart. Yeah, like when I went to touch it, the friggin' arm fell off, oh. and there was yeah. like, I don't know, there was like copper wire in there or something. Like it was mm-hmm. all sticking out, jagged, and it just felt dangerous to have it around. And mine was was your guys's one holding up. I think it was supposed to hold be holding up a, like a globe. A globe, of course. Oh, mine was an orange pool ball. It was? Yeah. Oh, that feels like they I think it was the four. cheaped out or something. The four ball. Well, that's more fun though. I yeah. guess. It's, did you when you had your did you try burying yours on, in the yard? Because if you I didn't mm, know this, but if you mm, bury mm, it yeah. in the yard, a tree will grow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Did you try that? It was like it's like that the it was it ended up being the stub hub tree. Oh wow. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. The funny mine, tree. Yeah. Mine what came out of the ground, that was not a tree. What was it? It was like it was like Okay, so I'm just gonna describe what I saw. Okay, and we'll try to make heads or tails of it. Okay. There's a beam of light. <laughs> And then there's some sort of metal bug. What? And he shoots my dad with a laser. Was he okay? Thank God he is. Jesus Christ. But only because it just shot him in the bulletproof vest that he was already wearing. Is he a cop? Not anymore. (laughs) After this incident or just... Unrelated. No, just hasn't been one for a while. Okay. And, he's not. He's he's not of cop age really anymore. Oh, I see. Mm. Retired. But anyway, so I don't know exactly what it was, but it. I would not call that a tree. That metal bug, and then it took off into the sky, and then I'm reading the news. Yeah. Couple weeks later. Oh. And uh, you know, Bin Laden's dead. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You think he? Did? I don't know. Well, and your dad has that <laughs> has a, has a big long scraggly beard. beard. Yes. Your dad. Yeah. Do so you, th- you think that was why that was a misfire on your dad thinking it was Osama bin Laden? I don't. I don't. I honestly, I'm saying this. What did I'm the not bug say? When, my, what did the bug say when he shot your dad with the laser beam? Take that. Okay, so that sounds like he could have been talking to Osama bin Laden. It's yeah, pretty okay. open ended, but it could have been. Okay. That would be, yeah, you'd be within your rights it to say that to it. It definitely doesn't rule out that scenario. Yeah, no, it would be, you wouldn't be way out of line if you said take that <laughs> no. to Osama. No. But you could say it to a lot of people. That's true. Let's reach into the bag and we'll find another new question.
just, just fill up the bag. Just fill up the bag. Just do it. Just do it. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You don't have to do this. Yes, I do, man. Yes, I do. I'm never going to write, man. My only friends are the freaking green arrow and uh, freaking the, the monster thing. Kid, just put down the gun. You don't have to do this. No, come on. Just fill up the bag. I'm going to really shoot. Oh! <laughs> oh my god um and it sounded like he was scared he didn't even want to be doing it but he had to he had yes. no other choice well he had no other choice because how else is he going to find a, a nickel computer? to use the library mm-hmm. yes here's a question from jacob c tracy how would you describe your infamous i just wrote a funny joke victory dance oh i know the what song you're component. i know what you're talking about yeah um yeah, I mean, I just sing. I I just wrote a joke. I, well, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do a joke first. Like, what's a funny joke you did recently? Uh, a funny joke recently that's on the show. Like, Mindy walks into a room, oh, okay, and trips and f- falls face first into a garbage can. Right, mm-hmm. that got a big laugh. What's in the garbage can? Might, yeah, like when her head comes up. Is there like a there is a banana egg peel. shell? Egg, there is there's an eggshell. Big one over her whole head. Over her whole head, yes. Yes! <laughs> it's an Easter episode, so that's established what? earlier. Yeah. It's yes! It's an Easter episode, yeah. So that's like a, you know, that obviously got a big reaction in the yes. room. It's funny. It's I funny. can't wait for that episode. Mm-hmm. I Yeah. Uh, well, wait till Easter, because it's, that's when it, it's going to be on. Great. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's when it's going to be on. Great. That's great for me. Okay. Do you have something on Easter? What's your problem? He's saying he doesn't have something on yeah, Easter. Yeah, but the tone. Jesus Christ. No, what I said you was. You said it was great. What do something. you want him to say? What's wrong what with What do you great? want to hear? Tell me. I'll say it. No, it's fine. I'm here to please you, your majesty. <laughs> what do you want to hear? Oh my God. And so you do the joke. I'm so sorry. You do the funny joke. Yeah. Holy and then. Fucking shit. <laughs> what? Oh, forget it. You got a big Holy attitude shit. problem. Yeah, I guess so. From where I'm standing, you talked about your funny joke, and he said it was great. I'm trying to be. An I said great. I said yeah, I can't wait you, to see it. I said great this. again. You know this as a writer. There's a reader on every on every line of dialogue, and his reader was Jack Hoff. The that. reader that I saw that I saw yeah. was loving her loving shit. Loving her shit. Loving her shit. Yeah. Parenthetical. Loving her shit. Listen. Parenthetical. Gonna watch. Yes. Oh well, I'm sorry then. I I didn't I didn't take it that way. Loving her shit. Okay, well, the reader on that is not a great apology. <laughs> okay. Now, anyway. Hear, I mean, you're you're here. You feel this. That's not Yes, nice. and I see in Sean someone who I— You're going to take his side. I recognize have, the kind of behavior he's doing. Him. You have to see him tomorrow. Yes, and frankly, I think he looks like me. He has very similar facial hair right now <laughs> yeah. and sort of sandy hair. Mm. Whereas I look at you, mm. and it's like a different creature. Just in my lizard brain. Yeah, long brown hair. Yes. Different face. Yes. And the sort of reptilian part of my brain is just fighting to make any kind of sense of you, and everything it's telling me is just danger, you know? Mm-hmm. Do not trust. Yes, it. fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and but instead I choose do podcast. So What's the dance that you I, do? Oh. Yes, describe the <laughs> Where dance. Where did this begin? 
Yeah, so could she, could she describe the dance as the prize for our pro version? Yes, I suppose. Because it is 101, and there is a oh! pretty big podcast coming in behind us. Yes, and so we, uh, and we, you rate us on iTunes, and you like us on the forums, and uh, and on Facebook. and Like us on Facebook, and, on the forums, rate us on iTunes. And thank you so much, Tracy, for coming Oh, in, thank you guys. Joining us on the show. And uh, it's a good prize coming for Salad Jesse Raphael, the person who bought the pro version this week. Thank you so much. Uh, really good pro version coming your way. Uh, uh, and and Tracy's going to describe for you her her joke dance. Uh, yeah, when I tell a good joke, I say uh, "fuck you, motherfuckers." I told the best joke, and then I I stand very very erect, and I kick myself in the butt. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead. That was a HeadGum Podcast.